This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room, Jeannie Gormick. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. Yeah, Appreciate you, being you doing here. Good? You doing good today? Absolutely. <laughs> you told us not to ask about the hats, but we will. But before we do, <laughs> okay. before we do, our favorite question to kick things off is, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs? Actually, I, well, uh, we were always taught uh, good work habits, um, almost to the point where I'm a recovering workaholic, if you can follow with that. But yeah, um, my brother uh, is a um, an entrepreneur. My grandfather, our grandfather was in real estate and insurance. So yeah, m- not my dad, but the rest of the family. Yeah. How did that influence sort of the way you viewed the world when you started looking at your professional prospects? Hmm, interesting. Uh, I, I, I honestly have to say that uh, the, my grandparents' uh, entrepreneurship, I really wasn't that exposed to. Uh, but uh, just that work ethic. And then I'm very independent. So I, I've been in the corporate world, just retired, you know, last uh, year. But I prefer the entrepreneurial ups and downs and all of that. And my late husband and I uh, had a business together, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Thank you for indulging such a question. <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds like you've really gone through the motions of what life has to offer, which I think is why it's interesting that the thing you chose to focus on, at least what I have here in my notes, yeah. is uh, you've written a book. Uh where you talk about your treasured marriage, right? Yes. And 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 there's a specific type of person you're trying to reach at large mm-hmm. uh, to help them build lasting relationships. Yes. And I think that's such a powerful thing. You know, there's, there's only a few things that I'm interested in in life. Uh, uh, it's uh, technology. I love gadgets, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's actually a problem, really. Uh, <laughs> like my workaholism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love I love food. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I love cooking and things like that. It sounds crazy, but it's true. And, and I love understanding relationships because it helps me better communicate with people. So for me, it's really fascinating to have someone like make that their goal, their work. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I want to know, do you feel like it stems from anywhere in the, in, in what you shared with us just about the way you grew up, what you saw, mm-hmm. You know, and then eventually you had a business even with your partner. And that that could be a whole podcast in itself, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And and a marriage issue that you have to overcome working together. But we did it. <laughs> so so I'd I'd love to hear about that if if you if you may. Just like just sprinkle in some of that there. Sure, sure. Um I I am a big encourager 
And I've identified myself in one way or the other as a dot connector. And I bring people together. If I meet somebody and they say, hey, do you know a good uh, IT guy? Well, I can put them together with the IT guy um, that I know. And I'm just, with COVID, I'm just getting back into that space. But relationships is what it's all about. Uh, Whether it's a marriage relationship or a relationship of friendship or business relationship or even a relationship with with God it's it, it all there there's certain things that are the same in all relationships obviously a marriage is a different different animal and women need to know what guys need and vice versa to make that kind of a relationship work but on a friendship level yeah, uh, business level, it's just very, very important to communicate and have boundaries, but communicate your needs. Or if someone is reacting, uh, I won't say inappropriately, but in a way that's disturbing you, you need to be able to open open up and, and say as sweetly and nicely as you can, this is a problem. You know, let's work on it. And then the big one, forgiveness. Because I don't care what relationship you're in. We are imperfect individuals and we're going to make mistakes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I I love that you bring up the idea of relationships. We've been talking about this all day, really. Uh, Jason's a big fan of like, hey, at the end of the day, it's about the relationships we have and how we how we approach them that make a difference in business and in life. So you're speaking his language. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. And uh, for me, I, I think it's great that that's what you chose to really emphasize in your work and in your broader mm-hmm. communications. Now, uh, this this book that you wrote regarding uh, treasuring your marriage, mm-hmm. in particular, there's an emphasis there, right, on the marriage dynamic. And mm-hmm. uh, as a lot of people who are listening to this run businesses, they're also most likely married, not all, but most, right? Yeah, and right. they, if the partner isn't in the business... That creates its own set of problems. And if the partner <laughs> is in the business, that creates its own set of problems, right? Because if they're not in the business, they can't. They don't understand. They don't understand the pressure, right? And how that works and how the stress creates potentially environments where maybe they need something to help them forget about it or wish they could talk to their partner about it, who they trust the most, right? Whereas opposite, if they are in the business, and these are all just my conjectures, which I hope you'll correct or, or well, expand let, upon. Let me see. That's in chapter. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, it's true. Well, you wrote a book for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So the writing process, uh-huh. I, from my notes here, you were in you were working in psychology, right? You were working in, 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 uh, is it, was it therapy? Was that what you were working as? No. Um, my most recent positions over the last 20 years have been in what I call the senior industry. In other words, I, I worked for a caregiving company. I was the vice president. Uh, it's all been pretty much marketing. Uh, I, Uh, Yeah, I fill departments in an assisted living community and and just 
my career just kept growing in all the different facets of it. And then to refer back to the book, I I clearly have a chapter where I was dealing, we were dealing, my late husband and I, with his health. And so I've got a chapter on that, but I also have a chapter on my dad's dementia and what my brother 3,000 miles away uh, had to go through with my dad and with me trying to guide him. So there's a lot more in this book than just, oh, we met in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Somebody needs to share stuff like that so that the next person can maybe avoid some of those arrows, which is really the spirit of this show. Jason talks about all the time is if somebody can listen to a couple episodes and not have to make all those mistakes. And then we've done our job. Jason, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this so far. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, when it comes to relationships and things like that, I mean, I have a very dynamic relationship with a lot of people. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a dynamic relationship with Philip, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're two very different people, yet we're very much the same, right? In a lot of ways. We have a substantial age gap, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do we think differently? We're shaped by our experiences, but but his experiences were 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 just as much struggle as mine in the military. So yes. it's like they directly correlate. They're not the same, but they correlate, right? Absolutely. So so and then you take uh, the example of my wife and I work together, right? And you know, we've learned how to work together. That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is We've learned how to work together and we have the right boundaries in the work relationship so they don't get taken up there <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and that, that is what is important is, is make sure you create the right dynamic mm-hmm. for the right relationship, right? Exactly. Um, a strategic partner relationship is much different than uh, the relationship me and Philip have on the show. Right. Um, And, but at the end of the day, it's all about how it's cultured. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I say this a lot is people chase money. Don't chase money, chase relationships because the relationships make the money. (laughs) So true. So true. I love it. So, with this said, you've written, it seems, two books. Is there, is there more than that? Four. Four. It, yeah, this is my fourth book. So you've been busy. So I'm, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. that I asked that. With the writing process, you know, a lot of people who are professionals in the workspace, they all have ambitions of writing books, and they all talk about how they're going to do it. And maybe they even start with like a paragraph and a mm-hmm. Google Doc and then just let it fall through the fold. What did you yeah. do to, to turn that around and change that? Was it... <laughs> Out of, out of necessity? Or well, it- well, it depends on if we're talking about the other three books or this one. This one took me 40 years to write. And that was because when uh, we'd been married for about 10 years and I was uh, I had worked on a book, which uh, the first one I published had to do with our business, which was fundraising. And so I had worked on that. And I guess my husband just saw me 
uh, at the computer, well, computer typewriter, whatever it was back then. But the point was that he said, you know, you should write our story. And because we did have some twists and turns at the beginning, we had to fight for our relationship uh, because we loved each other and my parents weren't too happy about the relationship. But, but the point is, it took me 40 years to write it because in the meantime, I'm, re- I'm raising three kids. I don't have a lot of time to write. And now with this book, I wanted to do it the right way because it's a legacy to my husband. And so I had a book coach. Uh, I've been a speaker for years, but I, I had a speaking coach just to make sure that I'm doing it the right way. And that book coach taught me so much. And, and so it is a process and I didn't even know they had book coaches because I'm so independent. I was just writing my books and doing my thing. And trust me, the two middle books need to be changed a bit so that they look a little bit better, (laughs) not editing. It's more format of the the book and, and stuff I've learned, but. Oh, no, I I think it's powerful what you shared because. A lot of people talk, like I said, talk about talk a big game. I'm going to write a book, but then they're afraid to invest in things, even though they run a business and have seen the benefits of investing into something that they know is going to do good for them. So I'm glad that you highlighted that. I think it's an important thing to reiterate to people. Where, where, where do you want to do? Where do you want to go now that you've written these books? Like what's your main core mission right now? You know what? My main core issue, it's pretty simple. It's just to get the word out, whether it's uh, speaking to, and I guess it's primarily women about marriage or in the business arena, because I've been in the business arena. And one of my books is See Dick and Jane Start a Home-Based Business. What does that tell you? <laughs> you know. Right. So, so um, I want to get out and speak, whether it's to... Uh, an exchange club, a rotary club, or a business organization that's looking for a keynote speaker. I can go in any of those directions because I have a relationship message to get out. I see. Yeah, no, it's true. And and everybody needs that as often as possible, especially right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were just talking to, uh, we had an interview not too long ago. Uh, with uh, with a buddy of mine, Cal, who was talking to us about the like the value of a hug, you know, and uh, and uh-huh. Jason Jason shared such a powerful story. So I, I think I think you're right on the money. Where right now is the time where we need conversations and 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 talks that revolve around relationships. Is they're more important than they've ever been. Uh, yeah. every, everybody needs to review the the relationship they have with themselves and with others, mm-hmm. right, exactly. as often as possible. Um, can I yeah. go back to something Jason said? Yeah. I Because I loved what you shared about the age difference between you and Philip, and yet you work great together. Uh, I have a topic that I'm, I'm revamping it now, but it's basically generational differences. Because what I was finding in the workplace was Uh, say a baby boomer oh those millennials they're so lazy they don't and not understanding like jason said the backgrounds that these people had that brought them to where they are now yeah there's 20 or 30 years difference but we need a lot more understanding within the generations as well i like to say this and that is you know how you solve most problems stop talking about them 
<laughs> yeah, do something. Absolutely. Right. And, and learn, mm-hmm. learn from each other, learn from, I mean, I would say that me and Philip have done a phenomenal amount of learning from each other yeah. in the last Excellent. four months together. That's right. right. Yeah. And we have learned a lot from each other where we come from, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the way down to how we act, uh, how we text, how we message each other, <laughs> which is another story for another time. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I, can, I hear it from Philip's laugh. But there's there's lots of differences between how we take information in, right? Yeah. And and at the end of the day, we just have to understand that about each other. And if if as people we understand each other, I mean that my my neighbor's eighty, right? Okay. And so it's like I'm Philip and he's my neighbor. It's the oh, same thing, sure. right? Yeah. So it's no different. And but it's about learning how to communicate. And but once you learn how to communicate together, then all the rest of it's really just a bunch of BS, right? And <laughs> and uh, be, because there again, it just goes back to the relationship, and that's what's important at the end of the day. So, now you're right. There's a lot of business owners out there missing out on some incredible talent that they can't mm-hmm. seem to retain simply because in their world, they, they, they can't seem to understand, like, why are they using language like that? Like, uh, mm-hmm. what was the last time you looked at the language is being used in the world? The, the world doesn't revolve around you, you know? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love that we're talking about relationships. And I think it's something that every business owner should look at in terms of like, are you doing your best to connect with the people that you work mm-hmm. with you? Like, have you maximized that leverage, that relationship to where you can really pull the best out of each other? Because just like you are expecting things from them, are you making yourself accessible to your team to be able to pull the best from you, you know, as a, as a leader. And that's, that's a conversation that nobody ever has. It's always, what is the team doing? How does it, and if it's about leadership, it's about what are you doing yourself and how you can be better and improve. Yeah. But also, are you making yourself available? Yeah. You need servant leadership. Yeah, there it is. No, I, I think it's awesome. Uh, so so if people wanted to take a look at your books and and, uh-huh. and maybe look you up and see if they can get you in to speak, where would they go for that? Okay, the easiest way to do it, and my name is right, right there in the box, but it's if you spell my name correctly, you can Google me. You can go to my website, which is J-E-A-N-N-E, G-O-R-M-I-C-K dot com. And you'll find my website and uh, my email, genie at geniegormick.com. Those are all ways to find me. And uh, yeah, Google me. And there's some embarrassing stuff there, like my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the closet millennial on TikTok. <laughs> I I haven't done much with it. I was very bored during COVID. (laughs) So that's what the hats are, huh? Does that explain the hats? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's great. We're TikToking it too now. That's true. I I heard word on the street is that (laughs) Sab has a TikTok now too. That's right. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, speaking of generational, right? Most people don't seem to understand or wrap their heads around the fact that the younger generation, their Google is Uh TikTok. Or Instagram. Mm-hmm. They're literally using that as a search engine. They're yeah. not going to Google. 
they grew up in the world of apps, not web browsers. That's the big difference. And many people are missing that opportunity. You know, I didn't come up with this. It's not my insight. I, I follow enough people who bring it up. Uh, you can, all you have to do is pay attention to where you're paying attention to and you can get your pulse on things. So in the spirit of that, Jeannie, yeah. you have worked in a field that is specifically demographic hyper-focused, right? For many years with the, the senior retirement work and this and that. Is there anything about that demographic that seems to be misunderstood in the business world? Okay. You're giving me an opportunity to respond uh, to something that I think that's very important. Whether you are the older senior or the adult child, oh my gosh. And I have a whole presentation on this PowerPoint and it all, but you need to have the conversation. And by that, I mean, not how much money do you have, but where is the money, mom? What bank do you bank at? Uh, make sure that you have a will or a trust, depending on what state you're in and, and all of that. Talk to an attorney, because if you don't have that in place, and ironically, my father was an attorney, but my mother died without a will because he was struggling. <laughs> we were talking about the generations. He was struggling with the Apple II plus computer. Okay, wow. that my brother didn't have time to, I mean, he, he started to try to help when the computer went down. But the point was, my dad was trying to learn the, the technology and just didn't get the will finished. And my mother died without a will. They had figured out, oh, well, men die before women, so we'll put everything in her name. And I got a whole story on that. Wow. So, yeah, that's why I highly encourage anyone in their 40s, 50s with parents, they've got to start to open that door. And nobody wants to admit that we're not going to be on this earth forever. But at the same time, if you don't have things in place, your life is complicated. Oh, wow. Thank you for that reminder. You've got to have the conversation. I mean, that doesn't get any more human than that. That yeah. is as human as things get. You know, I, I lost my father, I want to say in 2015, really early on, but he, but he was battling ALS for like 20 years, unheard of, yeah. Yeah. Um, my whole childhood. And nobody even had a plan on what was going to happen if he finally did die. That's how, that's how little people want to face the realities of life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My kids all have, there's a notebook and I don't have this big, huge estate, but I, I have a notebook that I keep updating with everything that they're going to need if something happens to me. And when I lost my husband, it was a very, it, it was emotionally difficult, but it was a very easy transition and I just went to the attorney and we updated the records because now I'm in charge of the estate or whatever. And it was done. Everything was in place there. You know, we had some family decisions to make, but uh, it makes such a difference. And if you're the parent, most parents don't want to burden their children. I mean, we get that all the time. I, I don't want to be a burden to my kids. Well, this is one of the easiest ways not to be a burden to your kids. 
That's true. When I found out it was going to cost about $20,000 to bury my dad, I was like, what other options do we have? (laughs) Because it's just me. Uh, No brothers, no nothing. And they were like, well, you can do cremation. I was like, wow, okay. How much does that cost? You know, and I'm like, like, you know, I'm like 22, 23, trying to figure out like, you know, like, I'm like, I'm like, what, what am I going to do? You know? Uh, so yeah, I think, I think it's a valuable reminder to people that have that conversation. Difficult yeah. conversations always end up being the most important ones to have. Uh, so yeah. thank you for that reminder. With that sure, said, sure. before, before we go on to, to the closing questions and such, I want to I want to take this time just to thank a company, a supporter of ours for making a conversation like this possible. And uh, that is uh, Kelly Gordon with Cyberpreneur Inferno. Now, the name sounds exactly like what it is they're doing, right? They will they will help heat up what it is you're doing with the revenue that you're trying to pull in. So if the assumption is that you went into the business hoping to get whatever business it is, hoping to get more money and more freedom, and you found yourself actually with less of both, well, guess what? You're not alone. And you're talking about somebody who's going to put you in touch with with not only them, but a hundred other digital agency owners who have systematized and created processes together to leave behind a blueprint for you to actually get the revenue you're looking for and actually have a system in place to make that possible. So all you have to do is go to their website at get.cyberpreneur.com forward slash four by four method because that's what it's called, and enter War Room 15 to get that 15% discount. And you too can have the kind of agency you want instead of one that you're trying to do while burning out, drinking lots of Red Bull or whatever your poison is, (laughs) and then still coming up short. You pick your poison. So with that said, let's get back to the grand finale, Jason, if we're all in accordance here. For all the marbles... If you could have invited anyone, your pick, your choice, Jeannie, who would you have invited here today and why them? Okay, I'm going to have to put two people, but the main one is literally Jesus Christ. He is my big brother, but he is also the CEO of my business. Very, very difficult because I'm very independent, but. I keep asking for his direction and his guidance and his opening the doors. So I would have to include Jesus Christ as my CEO and big brother, (laughs) Uh, but also my late husband. As we talked earlier, we were in business together and we struggled back and forth. But yeah, I do miss his input on all the crazy things that I'm just venturing out and doing on my own oh wow what was what was his name oh cal i think you mentioned a cal oh cal yeah yeah yeah. but you never called him calvin you know he used to say (laughs) my mother is the only one that could call me calvin (laughs) Uh, i love it i love it it sounds like and if you want a funny story quickly genie is my middle name my first name is valerie and we would have been Val and Cap. But, <laughs> but I changed my name before I met him. But I just think that's, I'm so glad I changed my name. <laughs> Helen Jeannie went so much better. 
I love it. No, it sounds like you two were a pair to be seen in action together. And I think it's just great, especially knowing that you're putting together works that speak to the power of relationships and doing them in a way that gives you the best odds of success. I think we've had a, a conversation that's full of a lot of heart and a lot of love and a lot of looking ahead and looking back. A really interesting one. Uh, chicken soup for the soul, if you will, really the type of conversation we had today. So uh, with that, I can't thank you enough for opening your heart to us today and talking about the things that you do. Uh, it's tradition around here for Jason to close this out. So I'll leave it to him, but it's been a pleasure meeting you. Same here, Philip. Thank you. Yeah. Gosh, what a wonderful conversation and a wonderful story, right? Uh -huh. And, you know, life is all about stories. And stories are meant to be told. They're not designed to keep in a box. So thank you for telling your story to us and, and, and not just the good part, some of the struggles too. So, because yeah. um, life isn't perfect, nor do we want it to be. Because mm -hmm. if we were all the same, it'd be a pretty darn boring <laughs> world, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, so thank you for taking the 30 minutes to be here with us. and. We really do appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to share whatever I have to share. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Love it. All right. Take it easy. Cheers. Cheers. Take care. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.